0: Uh, so welcome back, everyone.
1: Hello, hello, hello. Hi.
0: Um, a quick uh, update on uh, our vault episode. We, when we did um, the never-ending story. Mhm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it at the time it was um the most expensive film produced outside of the United States or the Soviet Union.
2: Whoa. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Yeah. I thought. I mean, I guess that the budget didn't seem very big, but that's because uh, of nowadays. Pass
1: me your phone. I'll, I, I found a website that is good for translating um, costs. Okay. Okay. Uh,
0: oh
2: so, yeah, inflation.
1: I think it's called Trade something. I'm oh, either wrong with this.
0: Also, uh, we. So uh, I didn't really go research in advance for this one because I, the, the nostalgia factor and everything, but. We said, so it was quite short, an hour and a half, right? Mm. And yeah. that's because <laughs> uh, that's only half of the book that was put into the a film. The second half was made into the second movie a few years later, uh, directed by George Miller, the second movie. And because in the second, which I watched a few days ago, and in the second film... Um, you've got this whole aspect um, that every time Bastion makes a wish, uh, because he's been tricked or bewitched by an evil woman of some sort of witch, uh, every time he makes a wish, he loses a memory. Mm-hmm. And when there is kind of a bowl with his head and some liquid, and when the, the liquid is uh, empty and it's just like bowls with memories under it, he loses all these memories and he... A bit like um, what you have in uh, Peter Pan with the, um, who is it Wendy?
2: Oh What's yes.
0: Kind of, uh, yeah, kind of thing.
2: Oh, okay. Mm, mm, mm. So, so they have a, a, um, a film that has that too. It's just or it's that, that, the that's book. the
0: Never Ending Story
1: uh, too. Oh,
2: yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. They,
1: so they, we we only have we only had half of the book in the first film. Mm-hmm. So it was fair right. It was thirty million, right? It cost to make, right? 30, well, 30 million dollars okay that was, to, was it i remember seeing that when we looked up the budget it was 60 uh million dutch mark or something
0: originally because right, okay.
1: it was because if it was 30 if it was 30 million that equates to from 84 to today 2018 that equates to seventy two million six hundred forty three eight hundred eighty eight dollars and 33 pounds well a sense
2: wow that's that's a lot
1: which is still that's even that money is pretty actually no if you think about that it costs it costs two hundred million to make uh, Titanic.
3: Wow, really?
1: I believe it was something like that because I remember Jack. There was a scandal about Jack and Jill, that, um, which was excellent. Well, it wasn't it was discussed in the Half in the Bag episode by Red Letter Media, which is a very good style of podcast. I really enjoy listening to them and what video mm. series too. Uh, they do a two-part episode on Jack and Jill, where in both parts, it's either one or two. It's either the end of one or the beginning of two. They discuss how much the movie made in comparison to, say, like Titanic. So that's where I got 70 million from. Um, but yeah, that's a hell of a lot of money. I'm going to double-check that it actually costs 30 million. If I'm just talking at my ass here. But uh, i look it, up.
0: And the, the, there was a third movie, which was an entirely new uh, story, not adapted from any Michael and his, uh, novels. It was entirely new, and made by a guy who's called um, uh, McDon- Peter McDonald, who's a, a big uh, second-unit director in movies like uh, Guardian of the Galaxy today, and uh, Harry Potter, and stuff. Wow. And there were some ideas to reboot, like to resurrect the franchise in 2009 from a The uh, Kathleen Kennedy and Leonardo DiCaprio and Warner Bros. Oh, Warner Bros. uh, Which didn't work. Uh, So they just like yeah, we we won't uh, we won't go into that. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, something that I really didn't realize uh, when we talked about uh, Giovanni Giorgio. Yes, I heard about that guy a few times before, but not via uh, that name because he's called Giovanni Giorgio Moroder. Mm -hmm. That's the full name. And I knew this guy because he did the music of it uh, Midnight Express. Ah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Iconic. He
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's huge in electronic music, man. It's
2: amazing. Big name.
1: Yeah, yeah. Correction uh, on my half, it cost 27 million twi- um, US dollars.
2: Never so. ending story. Yeah, so it's okay. worth
1: it, was, it. It cost to make um, 65 million three hundred and seventy nine
2: thousand
0: four hundred ninety nine dollars and fifty two cents okay <laughs> okay so i mean well um yeah that's that's mm-hmm. a, that's a, that's a bit uh so today is all about um <laughs> another <one>. <laughs> 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 same year yeah we're in nostalgia uh era now aren't we
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. yes <laughs>
0: um so ghostbusters 1984 Starring, I took away Nick. Bill
2: Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Harold Ramis, Sigourney Weaver, Eddie Hudson, uh, Harold Moranis, Rick, and Rick, Annie Potts.
1: Rick Moranis.
0: Rick,
2: Rick Moranis. Rick Moranis, sorry.
1: Well done, actually, for not having the names in front of you, Nick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's quite cool. Uh, Annie puts William uh, Potts. 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 Who's Dickless? William Arferton is dickless. Okay.
0: Um, so it's quite funny. You, you know how um, how um, in the new one, so that we will talk uh,
1: so we're s- doing, soon enough. We're doing two episodes. We're doing, this is an Instagram poll of which one we would do first. Because I, it, Ghostbusters Answer the Call or Ghostbusters 2016 is it's more commonly known. Uh, it came out on netflix again a couple of months ago and i remember me and jan saw that movie together at the cinema when it came out and there's a story involved in that that i'll tell on next the next episode we record um but i remember watching it and going i want to watch the original one and nook had never seen it so Mm -hmm. we we all sat down together to watch it back in our, our little flat and we figured you know what Let's talk about both of these because we have things to say about the the follow up, and we were like, "What well, should we do?" The first one in in reference, and we watched it and went, "Yeah, let's talk about it." Uh, we should also note that both this episode and the follow up, uh, we're not covering Ghostbusters two, but we might discuss it a bit more in the in the next episode. We might discuss it a little bit in this one, but it'll mainly feature in the next episode. But we're not doing an episode on number two. Um, just I don't know. I just think. The first one is easier to talk about, and the second one it has more preference. in the whole story of how you get from Ghostbusters two to the follow up is more appropriate for the the next episode that we discuss. And also, this both episodes feature. Uh, we all watched the documentary on Netflix called Ghost Heads, which is about the the large community that are madly and lovingly into the series of ghostbusters so both episodes have that documentary in mind too highly recommend worth seeing it if you ever want to see what like what a fandom is in a positive light because it's a very nice spun way of seeing the the positive sides that came out of ghostbusters it's on netflix right yeah we watched on netflix and it's also very interesting to watch that film that it came out the same year as the as the reboot 2016
2: 2016, you're right so they hadn't obviously the people that were um talking the ghost heads basically they were saying they weren't talking about how um oh yeah and they're making a reboot and we're really excited for it and they hadn't actually seen it so um it would be interesting actually to talk to them again and see what they think yes (laughs) um because i kind of hated it
1: <laughs>
0: yeah yeah well so I,
2: I
1: that's talk- next time though
2: i yeah yeah,
1: yeah I, sure. I i
0: touch very briefly on the new one because it's funny in the new one it's mostly uh, snl alumni alumni oh
1: <laughs> okay i'll explain that to for audio listeners and if you're watching on the youtube the first half um <laughs> this is the this is a, a german sponsored uh football world cup glass that I got for free at, a, a, uh, at the cave in Glasgow, which is a is an off-license that specialises in world beers. And I don't know if they were giving it away for free because Germany had just been knocked out of the World Cup at that stage. No. But essentially, I got that for buying the brand of um, German beer. I got that for nothing. And it's shaped like a football boot. So when you drink it, if you have the glass held in a certain way... Air, an air pocket forms at the bottom of the foot, right? So imagine like a beer glass with then a little extended, like an L, basically, like a football boot. Um, yeah, and then if it, if you, I'll, I can demonstrate again. If I if I drink, <laughs> it does that. Okay, so. I'll attempt not to, but if you do hear that in the episode, that is me drinking from a football-shaped glass.
0: The universe doesn't want us to talk about the new Ghostbusters. No, I was just... (laughs) Because it's mostly uh, SNL alumni in that new one. Uh, The the cool thing is that uh, Dan Aykroyd uh, conceived Ghostbusters as a vehicle for himself and one of his uh, SNL colleagues. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it was called Ghost Mashers at the time, uh, traveling through time and space uh but that uh, he and Harold Ramis had to rewrite the whole thing when uh, uh, the the name of the the other friend was John Belushi he died so uh oh yeah yeah also uh, Ivan Reitman uh, deemed that uh, Dana Kroyd's, uh initial vision was just financially impractical
1: <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a bit like um yeah. what was that cartoon where the boy and the dog like traveled through time they had a reboot recently as well it was uh-huh. like it was oh what was it
2: Oh, i don't know peabody or something like that i'm
1: not sure the, the rings you guys, bell vaguely yeah it's, that sounds a bit like that because they used to travel for a time to we i don't know I mm, something like I that. i don't know so, so uh what yeah, peabody uh,
0: so what's uh, ghostbusters oh uh no before we go into that uh there's a um, um how's it called line, co- corner uh, bilingual corner
3: oh
1: yeah, return right. to the bilingual
2: corner
0: yes uh it's called in french uh sos phantom Okay. Is it? It's like uh yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. SOS phantom and no not uh cuz it changes the whole uh the whole thing because like
1: help I'm a ghost. Uh
0: no, help ghosts. All oh, right. <laughs> oh, SOS
2: yeah. Okay. Or
0: no or maybe like uh, a helpline like a um uh, suicide prevention like a uh help to deal with uh, sort of the yeah sos Phantom is like uh yeah well who are you gonna call sos Phantom to help you
1: with it like uh, like um, can you uh, help yeah. like yeah. the guy out of um hello hello, 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 hello <laughs> sos Phantoms, how can i help you uh good
0: morning
3: good morning
0: uh, <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, sh- the shit on the phone yes <laughs> uh, so, what's um, 1984's Ghostbusters about?
1: Well, in case you haven't seen it, like I knew I not 84 <laughs> Ghostbusters features uh, it's the story of how, how not Harold Ramis, how uh, Dan Aykroyd's Ray and Pil- Bill Murray's uh, Peter Venkman get kicked out of the co- their university where they're they are funding their research and decide to form their own company catching ghosts. Mm-hmm. And the, the whole drama forms around them, you know, start having a startup business, which is one of the major things that works for the film's favor. It's not just about catching ghosts. It's about starting a business and friendship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's the basic plot. Well, if you want more details, then uh, an ancient rule, uh, the destroyer Zul is about to, is trying to destroy the earth and make its way through via the, the two gatekeepers. Yeah, the uh, key
0: master and the gatekeeper yes. and they have to 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 have sex to open make. the door. Yeah, and uh those gargoyles weird uh, gargoyles and everything.
1: Wait, was Zool the dog or was Zool the Zool is Zool's the, the two dogs, right? Is the
0: being. No, no, it's Zul like the, the, woman. The, the, yeah, the woman who, yeah, yeah.
1: Is the gatekeeper. And then the destroyer, what was, the de- destroyer had a name, right? The destroyer is Zul. Uh, Gozer. Gozer, that's it. So I knew I was missing one other name.
2: Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. So Gozer have, is
1: trying to destroy the world and Zul is trying to open the gate to allow Gozer to come and destroy the, the world.
2: Is the dogs.
1: Yes, yeah, the gatekeeper, yeah.
0: And, yeah, and it's funny because, so, um, obviously, <laughs> as I... So that's one of those films that I really didn't watch as a kid in English for sure because the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man
3: yeah
0: was always in our family and in our minds the Biba Dom Chamallow right which which is just a kind of a nickname because that Stay Puffed is kind of a brand that you see from time to time in buildings Is it actually a
1: brand of did they make it up or is it actually a brand in America
2: No it's a brand in America I is think it? right? I think
1: well, maybe they made it because uh,
0: I—it's in the last exit to nowhere on on mugs on t-shirts. And um,
1: the thing is, as well, this is a good note. Well, Nick looks up if it's real or not. I looked up at the the box office Mojo right. Mm. Foreignly, right, as in the rest of the world, this film was not huge. Foreignly, this film made like fifty million, and domestically it made like two hundred million. So it was a huge smash hit in America.
2: It's created by Dan Aykroyd.
1: Right, so it's it's not a real thing. No. Right, okay. I'd buy them. I'm pretty sure you can buy them, though. It's like how um, for Breaking Bad, you can buy, like, rock candy that's, like, dyed blue to look like the blue crystal he makes.
0: Oh, right, The baby yeah. blue,
1: you know?
2: Um, uh,
0: is that also polio and mano in Breaking Bad?
2: Is it- I was about to say, yeah. Is it the same <laughs> thing that they use for crystal meth
1: <laughs> in Breaking Bad? Uh, <laughs> Oh, that yeah, it must be. There must be its own like created up chain.
0: So, guys, uh, in terms of yourselves personally, how are you with the whole concept of uh, ghosts? Ghosts.
1: Do are you asking me if I believe in ghosts? Yes. I don't know. I don't. F-
2: I don't think so. I I don't know. It just it seems a bit implausible.
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think I buy into the whole like. I definitely don't buy into the whole talking to dead people, like, seancing stuff. I don't think I buy that.
0: I mean, because that's the, there are, like, three or four major things, right? So there are aliens uh, after death and
1: ghosts and... Uh, like, the- mythical beings, like, so, like, you know, like, yeah. unicorns. And then monsters, like, werewolves and Dra- in Dracula that sort of thing yeah yeah, you say yeah that's yeah. a four, that's the four cornerstones
0: yeah probably yeah I mean I'm, uh, there's the, supernatural, I forgot,
1: but the supernatural cornerstones <laughs> I mean in
0: the because yeah you, you and it also depends on the level because you can obviously believe in aliens but um, going as far as believing that they are actually here and uh, lizard people uh, under the elites uh, skin uh, is <laughs> yeah. different uh, no but I, I actually when I was a teenager I read um, uh, two books from a guy called Alan Kardec
3: right mm-hmm.
0: who is a French guy and he wrote so there's the spirits book mm-hmm. and the book on mediums and those especially the the, the spirits book is supposedly um, a, like interviews with spirits so it's supposed to be words coming from spirits right. And uh, it's two books that are cornerstone in the spiritist uh, codification, and regarded as as some fundamental works on spiritism.
1: The thing is, you have to look back in history. Like, when did it all start with the fe- like believing in ghosts? Like, that's the curious thing about all of these like um, conspiracy theories or spiritual beliefs. Is like, where do you get? You go all the way back. I mean. I, when I went to the Minds conference a few weekends ago, there was a
0: guy called Paul Voudini. Mm-hmm. He did a conference called. I, I actually got the 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 the, the notes. Uh, Victorian Seance and the birth of mentalism. Right. Okay. And it was about uh, the mesmeris, The mesmeris, mesmerists. It started at the, as guys uh, who were using uh, mediums to. Uh, It was all pretending to replicate uh, what supposedly happened with mediums. Hmm. And I don't remember exactly, but uh, what I do remember clearly is that quickly the mediums, who were mostly female, uh, just got rid of all the mesmerists and got the... Uh, the job for themselves. <laughs> so it was one of the um, rare uh, m- female led uh, professions at the
1: time. Wow. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Cool. Uh,
1: um, is that why you think, when you think seance, you think of like a woman under like Victorian veil sort of thing, ideal, like long black dress? Because it comes from the Victorian era is when it's the most mm. popular.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. Also, that's that's and, pretty cool. The, the spirits could also. Uh, so, at Blackpool uh, this year, in every uh, February of every year, there is this massive magic convention. And this year, there was a guy called Todd Robbins, who, uh, with Teller uh, of Penn and Teller fame, uh, did a play a few years ago called Play Dead. Um A play that they had filmed at some point and that they showed that we had the occasion to see during Blackpool mm. and it was quite fascinating because yeah it's it, I think I talked to you about it, it, you actually came into the kind of the house of the guy, and there was a spectator that was killed on stage, like in an acid bath, right. and there were. Uh, sometimes the blackouts and some you would hear some weird uh, sounds. And what is cool in the video in the film is that you actually get some uh, um, infrared uh, vision of what actually is happening mm. mm-hmm. uh, which would be as it was done at the time, uh, people or actually um, a stooge in at the, ta- at the seance table, yeah. which would be like uh, usually which was, which was quite smart already at the time uh, the skeptic of the group which who who will uh, vehemently deny all of that crap from the start
2: that's clever yeah,
0: and it'd... while uh, during it was black he was just do some random stuff and then at the end will would would be the biggest believer like <laughs> the <laughs> the marketing kind of said oh yeah she yeah, was we'll... incredible and brisket
2: that's totally like a psychological experiment that even psychologists would do in a, in a you know, white doctor jacket and like, oh, if we decide to um, have one person that is this oh. and that, then everyone else will follow suit.
1: It's always fascinating as well when you think, because um, I'm now thinking of like the prestige, you know how we, the, the marvel that is that, um, and in some sense the illusionist, even though not as good a film uh, where you see like the real magic encapsulation of an audience, like loving a magic show. And then you think with a play as well, which just makes you, I wonder at what point did these two like cross each other, you know, like magic shows and theater because it's so common sometimes in theater, you'll see like magic tricks. For example, we all saw the play that goes wrong that features multiple um, uh, magical effects. So mm-hmm. I'm just, it's, it's, it's amazing as well It's like two forms combined and work very much in two together. So a play featuring a lot of, um, magic influence would be a really interesting thing to see as well.
0: Yeah, I, that, that's really in my, in my view, that's the only, uh, because a succession of tricks is just boring. Mm. Uh, the guy, the Paul Voudini guy who was at mines, um, he so everyone was there to lecture, and th- there was a kind of a open mic on the first night. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and he was just uh, so Francis did a trick that was quite cool to see him again. And this guy Paul Vodini just told a story. Oh wow! Cool. Uh, there was not even a trick. It just it was kind of uh, he, he could have added, but it was just and it was fascinating uh, as as it would be in in a, in a story that was uh, so enticing and. Uh, and everything, but no. Um, when I, when I went mines and that that um, uh, lecture, uh, I have the book here. Yeah, he um, talked about something that I have seen. I had seen in play dead, which is sometimes the medium is possessed by the spirit, mm-hmm. and it usually sometimes is seen as kind of an uh, kind of an ectoplasm, like like a white. Um, so the woman always would be uh, naked, mm. entirely white and visible from uh, from from the rest of the and you would have uh, absolute um it would be forbidden to touch her uh, mm. because that's usually when you realize it's just like okay that's a, that's a con right it's a real person <laughs> yeah, yeah, or uh, there are some yeah it's, it's some fascinating stuff happening
3: uh, uh,
0: but wow. it, so the, yeah, the object of the lecture. Was to try to find an origin to the what you have today, all the um, mental, uh, mental reading and mentalism. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to see if the origin came from those mediums that were trying to hmm. fraudulently replicate uh, that kind of stuff.
1: Well, it comes from the, uh, the Ghostbusters because it, it comes in the Ghosthead do- uh, documentary that Dan Aykroyd got the idea for Ghostbusters or even Ghost Mashers from his um, a family member being like a spectral being into spectrals yeah being like a, i don't know what he, what the name was of what his grandfather was actually but it was a man he was in he's, he researched um specters essentially is what it boiled down to he was really interested in ghosts <laughs> i probably just saved myself the time just he was into ghosts and be, like a believer and like finding out more about them
0: yeah i mean there are many people you don't suspect like arthur conan doyle Mm-hmm. was massively
1: into that's there's a great uh thing about how was is it charles darwin and uh no who was it they hated each other i think it was conan doyle hated um darwin charles darwin i
2: think you're
3: right
1: yeah there's a big thing about those two hating each other
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: because um obviously conan doyle believed in ghosts and charles darwin was like no what are you talking about well, yeah. I
0: know that Houdini tried to was constantly trying to debunk everyone and uh, um when he, he went a bit of, away from his escapes uh it was like kind of a debunker of uh, ghost things and he really uh, yeah he was not friends with uh, with Arthur Conan Doyle
3: maybe
1: maybe i'm thinking of maybe i'm thinking of Houdini
2: Houdini and Conan Doyle
1: Yeah that might be one for for sure we know that
2: yeah that's yeah that sounds
1: i know somebody didn't like conan doyle or conan doyle didn't like somebody for some reason
2: yeah
1: that it, it says that Conan Doyle. friendship
2: split by spiritualism
1: right that's the two i'm thinking of
2: um yeah so um i think there's a film
0: oh. there are many tv films uh films uh yeah. there was one with guy pierce and catherine Detta jones he's trying to uh um, he wants to prove that there is no such uh, such thing as medium, and she. The idea is try to guess what were the last words of uh, uh, Harry Houdini's mother, <laughs> and uh, that was the challenge. And it was a bit uh, ambiguous to, uh, with the in the uh, Catherine Dett-Jones film.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. Okay.
0: Um, but yeah, the, uh, these days it's the amazing Randy uh, James Randy who had for sort of the longest time. Uh, 1 million uh, challenge if anyone could prove uh, that anything so natural existed that couldn't be replicated by him and nobody ever got the 1 million
2: <laughs> oh yeah uh, um, Dr. Richard Stark as well I've been listening to this podcast called The Black Tapes um, by Pacific Northwest Stories um. And it basically talks about the debunker, Dr. Richard Stark, who basically goes around and debunks all of the ghost stories. And he has exactly the same thing. He 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 started up his own Stark um, business and basically put out an advert saying, anyone who is able to show me a video that I'm not able to debunk, then I'll give them a certain a million pounds
0: mm, and by obviously a, no a, one has signed by here's a, the winter f- is coming incorporated <laughs>
2: <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> or uh, the avengers pr- program the avengers yeah. initiative exactly here's the big thing though Do, does any of this major interesting ghosts survive without the massive impact that ghostbusters is yes and no i believe i believe ghostbusters made it made ghosts cool again
2: I mean, just I like couldn't say. I, I don't
0: just
1: like probably
0: jaws made people terrified of white uh, great
1: whites for years. What I mean by that is I think Ghostbusters definitely introduced a whole new generation to the idea of ghosts and the supernatural in a form that made, makes ghosts believable. Um, and the ghosts in the film are grounded in some form of realism. Now Let's not get carried away. It's a ghost, but it's Ghostbusters. It's not like science accurate, right? But the world that they present the ghosts in, i.e. there's a real business that is making money off a ghost appearance. I like to believe that these ghosts are grounded in that realism, that there's a company that could be paid to get rid of ghosts.
2: Yeah. It's uh, not
1: like they're trying to prove the existence of ghosts. It's like the ghosts are here. We're going to catch them. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was,
0: um, I think um, Sigourney Weaver's, like, fifth film. So there was Annie Hall, where she was an extra, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. And then Alien. Yep. And then a few films. And then this.
1: And then Alien. Aliens. Yeah. Right. Because Alien 1 is 79. Aliens is later. I can't remember what year.
2: I think as well, like, it, it Ghostbusters taps into the very human thing of, like, being really interested in the paranormal mm. and the weird and wonderful like ghosts like even if it's not real even if you don't believe it like i listen to so many paranormal podcasts and films and ghostbusters kind of taps into that so they i mean i don't know i i wasn't born in the 80s and i don't know what it was like beforehand and i I don't have the research but Mm. um i think that it definitely adds to all the things that we're really interested in as humans i mean i'd
1: be shocked to find a supernatural believer that doesn't enjoy ghostbusters i'd be shocked.
2: yeah and there's so many and i think that's the thing it's like you can believe in it and you don't like either way you probably enjoy this film because it's actually a good film and holds up on its own it's clearly a comedy oh yes
0: yeah 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 (laughs) yeah yeah, of course uh organically uh funny yeah. Uh, well well written comedy yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 which probably wasn't like that in the very first draft if it was snl related but it, it tends to be more skits and gags and uh, uh, exactly what the answer of the call was
1: i think i think that's a different world though i think the 80s 80s and 70s comedy is is a different field i mean sketch comedy was pioneered by monty python you know the idea of um presenting a sketch show which SNL is, is is a sketch show, right? It's a it's a it's a mixture of monologue, mon- comedic monologue and uh, sketches. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so you have to look at when Monty Python is introduced into America, the American mainstream, because I know for a fact that Monty Python had a major influence over Dan Aykroyd and overall over over many many even to this day many many comedians are still influenced heavily by monty python
3: of course because there
1: was a big thing that monty python couldn't get on in america for a while like nobody would pick it up Mm -hmm. (laughs) i remember there's a good documentary on netflix and now it keeps coming back on and off but because monty python seems to be all all of it's on uh, netflix except for the meaning of life because a different studio owns the rights to that so they can't get it on Mm -hmm. um they, they showed like a, an episode of an Monty Python's Flying Circus to an American TV studio and the report is that the guy, the commissioner watching it, looks like as white as a ghost after seeing one episode going, I, I can't put that on American TV.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, I'll be crucified. I'll be out of a job.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. But what I mean is that it, and also become apparent when we talk about the uh, reboot, the it's the, they are not really trying to be funny they're just living in its the way uh, the way they interact to each other and it's more uh, character interaction building that mm. uh, uh, which organically makes us like boil of laughter inside yeah uh, rather than adding um, one-liners.
1: Well, I think I think a lot of Bill Murray's performance It'd be interesting to see if you could find the original s- script for Ghostbusters to see what part of Bill Murray's is just added in on the day. You know, because Bill Murray was this is huge Bill Murray tier, territory in the eighties. Like, he's a funny guy, and it's just you you have to wonder because he delivers it so naturally. It's like, is this improvised or is it scripted?
2: He, he's the guy in When Harry Met Sally, right?
1: No, no, that's Billy Crystal. That's Billy Crystal. Oh, that's, shit. that's um Mike Wachowski
2: so the um the but I think both of, this is why I mix them up because both of them have this like very natural very like under it's like underplayed almost it's like I'm not playing for the people there I'm playing for the people like right next to me it's like the camera's there but you're not an playing for the actor. camera. Y- yeah pretty yeah I guess so um but he's also just like being with his mates mm. and so that's why it's so it's quite different because usually the acting fits like the kind of weird and wonderful ghost story
1: well this is what i was saying earlier about realism like all of the characters are, are super real and super accurately written to real life
2: yeah but then you have what's his, what's his name slimer slimer yeah the ghost yeah
1: the friendly ghost <laughs> that's casper
2: Slimer's Casper?
1: No, it's a joke. What about Slimer?
2: It's just that he's not real. He doesn't look real. It like looks kind of yeah CGI. Yeah, uh, even though this is the nineteen eighties, like I get that, but I think I that I, the, I I quite enjoyed it, and even now because it's like you have a really like normal acting and normalised acting, and then you have this kind of over the top ghost, Um, I don't know i quite like that mix yeah yeah that was just i
1: don't mean it's like realistic ghosts i no, meant real the people are real
2: no I, i'm saying that i quite like how there are different those two are put together in one film
0: it's a bit like you're the new the friendly neighborhood spider-man like it's a friendly neighborhood uh, ghostbusters
1: yeah
2: yeah it's kind of yeah it's like they could nice. be
1: anywhere in the world like there could be a franchise i think they mentioned that briefly in the film it's like oh we could be a big massive franchise like yeah. different in different cities, I'm sure that's in this one.
2: Yeah, really cool.
1: <laughs>
0: um, I so I yeah, I I wanted, and it's actually happened that we watched the second one, mm. Uh because the second one was big uh, with cousins and the family, and uh, we we won't be talking about it. But y- you had a feeling that uh, they could have uh, done with the third one.
1: Well. Uh, if you watch both, if you're a Ghostbusters fan or you're just introduced to the series and you enjoy the first one, I'd recommend picking up the second one because it's very much the same thing, um, which I feel is a detriment to why there wasn't a third one. Um, mm-hmm. The second one, and this will shock you, by the way. Um, I read, according to the box office mojo, right? Answer the call was more successful than Ghostbusters 2.
0: I, I I know there was a lot of hate for the second one.
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember it being ill received. I remember people going, "Oh, Ghostbusters Two is rubbish." And then I—that's why I didn't really watch it. I know it's not as good, and it's you know how could it be? I mean, Ghostbusters One is like lightning in a bottle. It's like you could never recreate the, that movie again. Right. As good to the, the as we'll discuss in the next episode. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I didn't. I did not hate two. I thought two was reasonable. I thought it was fine.
2: Yeah, I, I I enjoyed two as as obviously the first one's so much better. But yeah, I I I that that does make me sad that people didn't like it. But, but it's probably because when a second one a film comes out, usually people like will. It's also
1: to the time as well because Ghostbusters two came out five years later.
2: Um, yeah, true, true. Mm. I, but i think people like to like really big up the next if they love something so much it's like star wars like you're never going to make everyone happy especially if like your first film was amazing then the second one is probably going to go downhill because people keep on thinking oh it's going to be exactly the same and i'm going to love it it's like obviously not going to be the same film you
3: because
0: there are some noises
1: yeah I, i'll bump my mic i'm trying to just I, i'll switch. use that
0: to approach mm.
3: hello
1: technical issues solved Uh, because this is the first time you ever saw ghostbusters one right yeah what did you think or did you have any did you you know ghostbusters before this
2: no not at all seriously yeah i kind of it, it kind of just missed me somehow it also just doesn't seem to be my kind of film but then again i did really enjoy it i thought the acting was amazing um and it was it was just fun you were
1: laughing the whole way through yeah
2: I was I really was even in the second one I was I was I was laughing the whole way through and out loud like and and even the funniest films ever don't make me do that (laughs) like it's it's rare um and some of the jokes are kind of kitsch and a little bit like you want to groan rather than laugh but I think also you do have to remember that this was
3: 1984
2: 1983 Mm. 84 84 Mm. um so if it might not have been like that then and so it's even more kind of hats off to the writers who also acted in it
1: yeah it's very much I, i i enjoy the whole thing i mean I remember actually, I I didn't remember the the whole, the setup. I, for some reason when I was younger I thought that it took forever for them to become the Ghostbusters, I thought it spent too long, but when watching it again it really doesn't, it takes about 10 minutes.
2: That's the same with me with Neverending Story, like I thought that um, the film was really long and took ages to get to the Sphinxes, but it's, it's just like a childhood. Yeah,
1: really. You, you The comprehension of time and running time is non-existent as yeah. a child, for sure. It's
2: very different.
1: Um, shall we talk about the opening?
3: Uh, because
1: we're going to reference the... You you might notice, if you if you listen to this episode back to back with the one we record next, you will see a lot of similarities, because we're going to set up things that we're going to compare to each other. Um, so let's talk about the opening of this film.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The library. The library.
2: Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Anug? oh me right um
2: yeah it's great well i mean i I
1: well because we'll go into it deeper next time i when we watched the answer the call you said yeah that opening was fine so what do you feel compared to now seeing what the original opening is um what's what's your thoughts
2: um what was nice about it was that it didn't try so hard no yeah um which i i know we're not talking about 2016 but that's exactly what they tried to do like they tried so hard way too hard to be the first one somehow mm. um and so that was really nice again and it totally fit in with the whole normalizing of like like realizing oh god what am i trying to say <laughs> the um kind of the real acting you know it, like sets, it seemed very real and like it, they weren't trying to do to show you anything
1: it set, It sets up the world very nicely it sets up the film that we're going to see very very quickly and very simply i mean yeah. everything you see in that at opening is true plays out to a t really the rest of the movie the whole you know if there's if there's a problem we're going to send these guys in um I also like the fact that it's it's short and it's pretty eerie.
2: Yeah, it. I was scared at moments. That's very true.
1: I remember being terrified of the the dogs as a kid. Like the scene where um, oh, yeah. Rick Moranis is chased out of the Eastbourne party, just absolutely scared the shit out of me as a kid.
2: Yeah, you know when the she's on the chair and the hands come out mm. and hold her down. That is terrifying because. Mm. It's like you're, and also I have a real fear of like being buried alive. So that was like terrifying (laughs) to be like strapped down and not be able to move. Like that's just my worst nightmare. So, um, I think it's really interesting to do something that's super new, but also like tap into what makes humans scared, um, Mm. and also make it comedic as well like it has all of the genres in one
1: i mean thinking about it as a full scale if you think from the the opening of the film in the library to the ghostbusters coming well not the ghostbusters at that point but um uh egon ray and vinkman coming down to look at the you know the 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 library at the beginning of the film comparing it exactly to what happens in this follow-up timing man and I'm sure sure it's like the first 15 to 20 minutes of the the, the reboot is up to getting the, the the same length of like 10, 15 did in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt, it feels so much shorter and so much more enjoyable in this one because we're, it's, it doesn't, f- it's, the, this film focuses, it knows what it wants. Like it's, it's coherent. It has a through line. It has a story
2: that's true it doesn't like flinch away from how weird some of the scenes might be or Mm. the ideas like it kind of just throws itself into it and actually you know the only way to make someone believe in something is by being really sincere about it right like even in um real life so even if you obviously you know it's not real it's nice that someone's committed to it so openly and with so much love Mm. Like even that scene where they're up on top of the 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 apartment building on the roof and is just the weirdest like scene I've ever probably seen um with all the colors and the dogs and this like man woman demon thing yeah like you, really androgynous
0: are you a are you a god yeah,
2: yeah and the oh, kind of no yeah as soon as he says no i think every single person like at home is like oh for god's sake why did he not say yes
1: they even say that in the film it's like next time somebody asks you you're a god
2: say yes yeah exactly like, which is like yes <laughs> that's what we were thinking
1: <laughs> i mean even even bill murray's character when she's like are you the gatekeeper yeah. he's like no and she shuts the door and then he just knocks on the door it's again He like yes, are you the gatekeeper well yes i am
2: yes. <laughs> you're waiting for me <laughs> yeah
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: See,
2: that's like a sign of a good film where, you, where you're where you like thinking back on it and you have like, oh, remember this bit? And oh, do you remember that bit? Like you like relive it.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, you think about the Rick Moranis character, you know, like the, <laughs> who is great. You like you love every time he appears when he like comes out of the apartment to like oh hey there you know how you doing uh, Yeah. you want to come over for a, 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 some mineral mineral water yeah i got them in the fridge yeah i have just been working out <laughs> i've just been working out. i'm just going for a shower <laughs> it's okay oh that's that that's one of the best jokes in the film when like she goes into the she goes so she comes out of the lift she's walking to her apartment she's clearly trying to avoid this character so the setup is brilliant so we already know that he comes out every day and probably talks to her right yeah he waits until the elevator dings he comes straight out of the room he's right there he's like oh hey how you doing yeah just working out comes out with the towel over his shoulder invites her around oh i'm having a party this weekend she's like oh well maybe we'll think about it right and then she goes into her apartment to which she shuts the door starts doing whatever she's doing and then it cuts back to him outside going Okay, I'm gonna take a shower. Like she's still listening, it's and he's so... also locked himself out of his own apartment.
0: That's like, an ongoing br- joke. It's That's brilliant. Great. Yeah, I think the the uh, character establishing that the first time you see Peter Van uh, trying with the ESP cards and the, the gorgeous blonde yeah. girl and Rick Moranis. Uh, uh... <laughs> oh man, it's so good. It's great. yeah, with the the ESP cards, like I can see uh, wavy lines. Ah, ah. No, sorry, man.
3: Yeah. It.
0: It. Like, yeah you've got a knack for this yeah let's just uh stay a bit and discuss things i mean that just sets
1: up his character to a tea,
0: i
2: remember freaking out i was like usually these games would make me really annoyed as 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 a feminist but that was hilarious <laughs> and also like she was loving it so it was hilarious it was so, it was so well done uh,
0: <laughs> venkman i'm loving it it's a new uh Jingle.
2: Lu- Louis <laughs> Tully is M- Moranis' character.
1: Yeah. That's his name. And the receptionist as well, um, Annie Potts. Yeah. Great. Like
2: L- Louis? Yeah.
1: Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. what do you want? <laughs> Louis, doesn't he have- Louis Tully, yeah.
0: The second name? The name of the gatekeeper? The, uh, I think, yeah, well, anyway,
1: yeah, Louis. Uh,
2: he, oh, when he's possessed and yeah. he's like the- key yeah, he's the a, key master key master and she's
1: the gatekeeper yeah
0: and the key goes into
1: the uh, yeah yeah that's 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 interesting i mean he, he his character gets what he wants but he's not present for it yeah that's <laughs> funny
2: <laughs> oh that's
1: i know god damn thing coming over again for audio listeners my microphone keeps moving about uh, it's fine uh, don't worry um, I mean, I I even like that small things come up later in the reboot. For example, there's a scene where the scene that scared me when. Um he's trying to escape the goat, the, the dog, he like arrives to this restaurant with glass doors and he can't figure out how to get in. <laughs> which is brought up again in the in, is in the reboot and you wouldn't even notice it. Like there's just small things that are appearing which you would claim are homages, but it's like, is it an homage when all your film is kind of trying to do the exact same story? With? No,
2: it's just laziness. Exact
1: same thing.
0: It, there are some funny, you know, YouTube videos sometimes with that kind of stuff. Uh, you can see a burglar get into a bank clearly by pushing the door while he enters. Then he, he tried to to um, to get some money, and then there is the iron curtain that just uh, you know, to to protect the employees, right? And he, he tries to leave, mm-hmm. but by pushing the door again for five minutes, like no, wait, wait, why <laughs> you just have to actually like uh, pull it? Pull the door, yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. God, <laughs> oh, Amazing. Oh, did you see this latest video? Uh, with the girl in there so there's the one guy and one girl it's a cctv camera again and uh she's she she gets into the 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 ceiling and she falls from the ceiling did
1: you see that is this the guys that are getting arrested in the like the the shop yeah oh yeah. yes
3: i
2: have seen this h3h3 oh, H3
1: podcast shows that as well there's he does a good bit oh that. really yeah i was watching that the other day oh my god it's hilarious
2: excellent yeah some people are just not it's,
1: it's clearly like two people out of their minds high they think mm. just uh it's just because earlier in that that bit that one of the guys is like throwing bags of sweets at the police officers like it's totally bizarre yeah That's totally brilliant. bizarre
3: Amazing. i had
1: meeting a nuke last time i was in london watched a woman full-on walk into a window a glass window thinking it was a door
2: I, didn't she run in
1: yeah she was in a hurry like leaving and then poof, straight into the into it the was, glass it was
2: so bad I, was had like, my, oh my I had to stop my. i put my
1: fist in my mouth yeah we, it was hilarious we were
2: both like it was oh hilarious my God. We,
0: we had some of our dogs do that sometimes oh
2: <laughs> no
1: i had a i had birds flying to my window back home which really sets the cats alight like oh there's a bird
2: oh yeah because in in um so many films that's like the start of you know all the creepy things that happen when you're about to be like possessed or a devil's coming or something like a bird bird like flies into yeah i don't know why that is but i don't know
1: maybe it must be in some literature somewhere that birds (laughs) dying who knows
2: (laughs) or just like run into into the window
1: who's your favorite ghost fly
2: into the window not run Who's my favorite? Who's
1: your favorite Ghostbuster? Egon. Egon. Yeah. Why?
2: I think he's adorable. And I, I I don't know, I have I have a thing for for geeks. Clearly. Yeah.
1: Oblivious geeks as well because yeah. I mean Egon gets flirted with like mad with the receptionist and he's, yeah, he's exactly. not having any of it.
2: <laughs> he's so funny.
1: She's like, "What do you do for fun?" He's like, "I collect spores."
2: <laughs> Fungus.
1: Fungus and spores. Molds, molds, molds f- <laughs> spores and funguses. <laughs>
2: I just love that that whole clueless like, and also someone that's just totally dedicated to their work. Like, I don't know. I just think he's adorable. Stop describing me. There
0: is there is the the I I I really wanted to take a picture, but I was too late of the screen and you two. That's in the second one when uh, there is the moment with the receptionist and.
1: Uh, Louis. Oh my God!
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was basically how I was trying to seduce Adam. So,
1: all right. Shall I tell? Shall we tell the stories? It's, it's a fun I was.
2: Story. I was telling the story.
1: Are you going to go on and tell the whole thing?
2: No. Well, because we've already told them the whole story.
1: Well, that part, but just the the the, the one that relates to the film.
2: Yes, I was. All Thank right. You. Sorry.
1: Sorry for interrupting. Keep going. <sighs>
2: um. Yeah, so that's pretty much how I was seducing Adam in the beginning, and like, oh, comes in next to me, and oh, well, we'll try something, you know. Well, don't worry, we'll sort it out. Like, why don't we do that together? Why don't I come over and all this stuff? And he was just completely oblivious, like, just had no idea that I was into him. And then it was just like, I think there was a point where I, I nearly gave, I nearly gave up on Adam.
1: (laughs) I'm (laughs) I'm not surprised
2: um but yeah
1: i would have given up on me it's like christ i have got nothing back from this yeah. guy
2: the only re- the only reason why anything happened was because of of alcohol
1: <laughs> oh yeah. God. So, yeah we saw a play and then we went for drinks afterwards and
2: yeah i th- we must have told you we've definitely told that one it we've, was
1: it
0: yeah. wasn't the case of american pie get like, oh my god i was used no it, definitely, no, it
1: definitely, no, no, it definitely wasn't that. The story Nick's telling the now is, is especially more funny because me and her were rehearsing a scene where we had to like be a, a couple splitting up. And then the moment she's like coming to next to me, we were rehearsing, and she's like, oh, come over, we'll discuss the scene. I'm sat in a chair on the other side of the room going, oh, no, it's fine, I'm, I'm good over here. Like, completely unaware, completely oblivious to any
2: I literally flirtatious thought, like,
1: advantage uh, maybe, coming on to me.
2: Maybe he doesn't like me because no one could be this oblivious <laughs> no one could be this stupid and no I, one could be this oblivious i to wasn't i wasn't
1: woman. i wasn't used to women liking me that's the thing that's honestly the truth okay yeah i have a lot of attractive friends so i was not used to being the one flirted with. i'll
2: stop it you are as attractive as your friends right okay anyway
1: sorry no no no
2: can I just say that song is genius? It is so good.
1: I miss the era where they wrote songs for movies.
2: It's nice. Oh yeah, because we had that with the Never Ending Story as well. Yeah. Yeah. Limo. Never ending story. story. <laughs>
3: Na, 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 it's it's genius.
1: The mu- um, and the so mus- is Ghostbusters. The music
3: video
0: for Ghostbusters is great as well. You can call.
2: It's great. <laughs> it's so I mean it got
1: bastardized in both the second movie and the reboot as well by sellout boy.
2: Oh god. We'll get sellout to that next movie. time. Yeah. Um I don't know It, it it's it's I, don't, I think it's strange with classics because obviously you would think if because they're classics you would have so much to say but also because they're classics it's like I don't really need to you know reiterate it it's like it's it's just such a feel-good film
1: yeah, that's a good way to describe it, actually. It a, Thank a, you, Adam. A feel-good movie. <laughs> no, but it it's, is. It, it's how often do you hear the the term feel-good movie and it's always some like soppy bollocks about, you know. Oh yeah, with Adam
2: Sandler you, you, you know, and they, Jennifer Aniston. They try and
1: claim that they're feel-good movies by throwing a moral at the end. Again, the the great half-in-a-bag podcasts. I don't know if they're even podcasts. They're, they're definitely a, a, a YouTube series, half-in-the-bag beautifully describe adam sandler movies with like they they have no they have they just throw on at the end some morals so it looks like the film had a point yeah, right. and they just don't.
2: very lazy films
1: but, but in this one it's like there isn't necessarily a point apart from you know if you work hard together you, something will happen or like yeah. friend friendship get you through it these are all there but they're not blatantly explained they're all given to you by interaction between each other chef would be a feel-good movie for
0: me mm-hmm
2: I don't know that film.
0: It's uh, it's about it's directed and starred in by John Favreau. I know and this one. Yeah, yeah. Ah. Is uh, is so he's uh, having issues with his son. He's never there because he works as the top chef at a big restaurant owned by. Uh, okay.
2: Um,
0: uh, Gordon Rams. No, uh, Dustin Hoffman as uh, character, right. and he's just not doing what he wants. He's never home, and at one point he just. Uh, kind of he has enough so he goes on an adventure on the foot truck uh kind of a uh, mexican foot truck and, oh nice and, ah, and, okay. uh, and oh. his uh, son goes with him and there is a uh, john de Guizamo who is the friend mm-hmm. who's also in the so it's a very it's a, uh, what i uh, in my view a feel-good movie mm. excellent it's well, uh, very yeah. very nice
1: i feel that ghostbusters had such a huge impact on people. I mean, it's actually more difficult to describe because obviously we're not American. Each one of us comes from Europe, especially. you know. Like, Jan, even though he was alive during the time, in a completely different continent, and me and have having been born at the end of the 90s... I was five. Five when this came out? Yeah, because you were 79, yeah. Um yeah we 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 obviously we saw that well nuke didn't but i remember seeing this movie at a young age because you know it was just one of these films ah you can watch it it's fine i remember it was ghostbusters and godzilla 98 i got to see a lot which was really weird on like a vhs
2: yeah VHS is um, um it
1: had it was huge it was the the fact that there are societies that that Go and do charitable and do parades and hang out together all over the world.
2: Children's hospitals. Yeah,
1: all this stuff because of Ghostbusters is insane. Yeah. Name a movie that's done that in the last 20 years.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: There hasn't really been one. No. Specific,
0: no, no, no. Uh, no, I know there's loads of uh, uh, like magicians that do loads of uh, stuff in hospitals. I um, mean, but I mean, cool. I, I-, I
1: guess you could say superheroes, like you know, like the Marvel movies are a bit like that, but not in the same sense. I mean, that's the actors going um, to see people, and that happens with every series. I mean, I just finished um, Brian Cranston's autobiography, A Life in Parts, and he talks about how he went to see a Make a Wish kid. Uh, Because Breaking Bad was his favourite. Yeah,
2: and I know that Johnny Depp does it a lot as well as um,
1: um, Jack Jack Sparrow. Yeah, but Ghostbusters is the fact that it's regular people dress up in the suits. And it doesn't have to be like Bill Murray or Dan Aykroyd that go. It's just anybody in like the flight suit with the proton pack.
0: Yeah. Anyone can be a Ghostbuster, As, yeah. it, as it, they say in Ghostheads, uh, yeah. most people, they have their names on the tags. Yeah, yeah, not the characters. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Which is, yeah, very relatable. And yeah, yeah, it's so true. And also because it's a business, you could also say like, oh, yeah, I work for the Ghostbusters, which is like, you could even like put yourself in the, and it's, it's obviously when it comes to uh, it, this is also in ghost heads they talk about how when you dress up as someone and you feel more like yourself when you're yeah. dressed up as like, whoever you want to be mm. um that's obviously to do with the fact that you want to belong somewhere you want a family you, you're having issues in your real life and so the only way that you feel happy the only way that you feel like connected to anything a higher purpose if you will um is by going to these conventions and being a ghostbuster
1: the fact that in the documentary they show there's a woman that's now teetotal, you know like being free from alcohol for so many years because of ghostbusters is crazy
2: yeah it's, it's, really it's nice. great
1: you know like really something nice. that and it must be it's a compliment to both a writer and director and actor to know that something you did has had such a positive effect on people i mean look at majority of movies we've got a whole shelf of movies over there that um you know you watch them and then you might never you might never see them again you know they're just a bit of thing that sometimes movies are made for money sometimes movies are made because it's a passion project and sometimes movies are made for one reason and they turn into something else and i think that's yeah. what happened with ghostbusters i think ghostbusters was, an, it was something that dan akra had always wanted to make but i don't think they had any idea it would be as big as it was
2: yeah you know? Yeah. that
0: yeah that story of the alcoholic and ghost head is interesting because it makes you realize and that you can reframe when bad stuff happens. Mm. Like when my life was in shambles three years ago, I, uh, my brother, everyone was telling me, just do something, work. Like, just stop like rumaging, like mm. thinking about that crap.
2: Yeah, wallowing. In yeah,
0: it. yeah. I watched a something that really helped. Um, the movie Robert Zemeckis' mm-hmm. film called uh, The Walk.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, and there is some imagery in there. You've got Philippe Petit, who is on his wire, alone, yeah, watching the w- just focused on the wire. And you can see the clouds. And some. at some point, it's just, just him, the clouds, and the wire. And at some point, it dissolves into the, the whole of New York. But I kept this image of this guy so focused on one thing for years after that. Mm. So I, it... You know, it's the kind of thing that when there's the bad thought that comes back mm. you focus on that new thing yeah like you have this this new thing to focus on uh, which is which is quite cool that that's how it turned out for me to now have I, I can reframe everything pretty much how I want and it worked uh, as well in the in that lady that um, uh, ginger or red headed uh, lady in the in the ghost heads mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it's quite, it's quite uh, whatever your diversion
1: is. Uh, as long as it works, it's great.
2: Yeah, super important. Yeah, for sure.
1: Being able to find something that you can invest so much in is yeah. amazing, especially. And I'm sure she was helped even more by the fact there's a massive community behind Ghostbusters.
2: Totally. And that's
1: totally. because of two films.
2: Yeah, and she even you know? talks about how it's her family now, and it must be amazing to know that you know your film or a film that you are part of has made. Like, it's literally a phenomenon. Yeah. It's not even, like, a classic film. It's, like, it's become something comp- insane.
1: That's that's the difficulty with the, with the thing that you call a classic. Like, would you say a Casablanca or Twelve Angry Men, like, age makes something a classic and quality makes something a classic. But there's something very strange about the, the name Phenomena, which is, Ghostbusters was a phenomenon. Phenomenon. In the neighbourhood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, so- it was a Phenomenon at the no. time and it's
2: you were right the second was i right yeah, the first phenomenon time?
0: and two phenomena yeah oh god that,
1: I was, i've got to trust myself with these words man <laughs>
2: it's one phenomenon
1: yeah yeah okay. two is a phenomenon yeah okay um and it's more interesting i think that if you, it's big with people that saw it when they were kids i.e., so we're looking at end of the 80s early 90s because ghostbusters vanished right it was here and then it went but it was kind of still around like it was you could always go back and visit it but it was never as huge as it was at that point in the 80s yeah
0: yeah, you have also to admit that it's kind of a niche uh kind of genre Mm. which these Mm. days with massive numbers of bums and seats for superhero movies it's completely different but uh to, it's it's a Ghostbusters. I I I know that depending on what age you were at the time, many people just didn't get it. Just uh, I, I, I um, so um, Ready Player One just is about to be released on uh, physical mm-hmm. and It's already in uh, on um, um, Digit. The, dig, yeah VOD. Mm-hmm. And as I said a few times, actually, so the the annoying thing because I have rewatched it, the first ten minutes. Is the exact opposite of the ten minutes of the Quiet Place.
1: It's ten minutes of exposition. All right, or even the start of Ghostbusters. You know, with the library, like that's a, that's a, I when I we watched the first ten minutes of a Quiet Place, I'm like Ghostbusters did the exact same thing.
2: Yeah, wasn't that Jan's point?
1: Was that where you were going with that? No, I was. Uh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Um yeah is it what my point
0: was that um no, know my point was that with, with this <laughs> yeah, music, like what the fuck am i talking well, about i don't know <laughs> uh, with this um uh, ready player one if you even with the 10 minutes of exposition uh, i know that might
1: i don't know what that was <laughs> sorry yeah uh, someone uh, some some ghost really does not want you to make this point
2: sorry <laughs>
1: do, 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 do. now that have
0: we watched it and obviously if you don't get the ten, which is a bit lazy, which is a shame because it's uh, real uh, made by Spielberg. But anyway, um, I know that my father will just not get into this movie. We won't understand anything mm. of what happens, especially if you want to go. Uh, yeah, okay. Let's let's just try to watch without the first ten minutes, uh, just for a for for laugh. Yeah. Uh, the world building is just words, which is a shame. Really,
1: look at uh, um. First, te- first 10 minutes of Game of Thrones when they're north of the wall and they find the White Walker, like in the very first episode of Game of Thrones. That's a great setup as well. That's the same in the novel. Like that's the first chapter of Game of Thrones, the novel, yeah. is them in the north, like it, in this land.
2: I, I think as well, it is one of those... Um, but actually that might make the people that are really into Ghostbusters even more into it because it's not everyone's film. Like it's not... Yeah. Like for example, when it comes to... Um, I don't know, let's think. Okay, well, Casablanca, I guess. Actually, no, because I'm not a fan of that film. Um, Oh, let's think of... Okay, so Jaws, right? I think quite a lot of people, most people would watch that film and say that's a good film, right? Or at least like a few scenes. Um, Of course, it's got gore in it, so maybe some people might be squeamish. But in 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 the sense of like they watch it and say, but Ghostbusters, I can... as as Jan was saying that there are some people that would have been like what the fuck is this I'm not watching this this is crap like I can definitely see people saying that um but that probably allows for people to like even more feel pride and go I I don't want to offend people but go totally overboard with their um love for something and make it like a family like a uh what's it called like a uh cult thing almost like a religion
1: a fan base
2: (laughs) yeah but like even more than that because I mean with ghost heads it's like a family it's like something that you believe in it's Mm. something that you do every day and you know you have like a room filled with one thing that's more than a fan base that's
1: it's fo- yeah, the idea that it's focusing on one point exactly to attra- and the people that are super interested in that, in that one point are going to be super on board with it and then other people, if they, inv- if they choose to invest in that through line too, can be involved. But there are obviously going to be people that it's aimed for.
2: Well, yeah, exactly. Mm. Like, th- there will be films that everyone knows is, is are amazing and then there are some films that, you know, it's like a cult classic and becomes even more... Mm. Um,
1: well, like The Room.
2: Yes, exactly. Exactly.
1: Famous for all the wrong reasons.
2: Yeah. Even it, even though Ghostbusters, I think, is a good film. Yeah. So of course I it would is. never no, say no, no, that no. those two films are the same.
0: Um, I mean, say Ghostbusters is designed to be, it's a way you don't feel that there is a message. It's entertaining, extremely entertaining. And you don't tr- try to see farther. Like, I mean, Jaws, it's more about a failing marriage and the relationship with his son than it is about a ghost
1: really. Here, it's pretty straightforward. You mean a shark? I was like, where's the ghost in Jaws? Just shark? Yes. There's a ghost in Jaws? Jaws
0: 5, Twin the Ghostbusters Reboot
1: 2020.
0: Oh, which, by the way, I watched some featurette for Sicario. And oh, yeah. the inspiration for that uh, score was Jaws. Of course was. Which does. you don't, you really, you really see yeah, you, We will need to talk about those two movies uh, very soon, Ex- for sure. Yeah, okay. definitely, definitely. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's time for uh, Peter Venkman, uh, Ray dance and uh, Egon Spangler to get inside the uh, Marshmallow Man.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> Yeah, our viewers won't get any, our listeners won't get any, our our listeners won't get any of that, but uh, I've got a a nice t-shirt and now I'm putting on the
1: Marshmallow Man. If you'd like to see some of uh, Jan's fancy and geek memorabilia, then the first half of this is available on YouTube, so you'll be able to see some of it. Lucky you.
2: Um... But probably not this bit because this is the last. No, one.
1: this will be at the end, so nobody will get to see this. Maybe Jan will take a photo for the Instagram to show off some of his fancy stuff. That may be quite cool because we've got a lot of stuff we can show off. So yeah, we should we should probably get on that for an Instagram to just like show off some of it. Oh. Just show off that? some of the stuff that we have, because you know that's what Instagram's for—just flexing on people.
3: Yeah,
0: but it's supposed <laughs> to be a discreet uh, um, apparel. Like uh, the uh, the uh, Russell Nash T-shirt, yeah, antiquaries and uh, but yeah, who knows? Yeah. I
2: really like how that was created by Dan Aykroyd as well because it's like it makes it even more. Um, I don't know, like part of the franchise, part of that world, yeah, yeah, rather than it just being a brand.
0: Yeah, and it's obviously on the mar- on the man. It's well, it's on on the walls. Like you can see, like. Uh, where you washed away that poster at some point on a building,
1: right? Yeah,
0: it's like, oh, that's 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 nice.
1: I mean, that's yeah. the, what people remember about Ghostbusters—the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. Yeah. yeah, I used to get him confused with the Michelin Man. And, yes, mm, and when he does the shopping, there is uh, some. That yeah, yeah, yeah. That's when Dana, when she, we never even talked about Dana that much, but when she goes to the Ghostbusters, one of the reasons is because her eggs are boiling on the countertop. She buys a packet of Stay Puff Marshmallows.
2: Ah, does she? Yeah,
1: they're, they're, that's where they are in the film as well. That's
2: so funny. <laughs> oh, that's really nice. I like that. Um. Yeah. On to the rating?
1: I guess I was going to say something, but it doesn't have any relevance. We could talk about it in another <laughs> episode. I was going to say, when Nick was talking about fan bases, I'll, I'll come back to it in another episode. It'll make sense later in the
2: line We can talk about fan bases uh, in the next close
1: Yeah, part yeah, we yes, can actually. Because
0: there is a huge point
1: about uh, shitting on fan bases. Yeah. So yeah, let's, that's let's, thing, let's, yeah. let's get it there. <laughs> Um, anything else about the original Ghostbusters we want to discuss the now um,
2: no I think I've said everything I think
1: you've said anything uh-huh. yeah you got anything else no I'm good I'm good so we can fire into the rating then
3: mm-hmm.
1: all right then Anuk, Jan was Ghostbusters 1984 good bad or just plain standard Anook?
2: good definitely definitely good with a flare of um, I can't use nostalgic again
1: there doesn't have to be a flare.
2: Yeah, but it kind of needs one. Um, Let's—I I would say classic.
1: A flare of the classic. Yeah. Cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I would say good. Um, I have no flare in mind, and I won't go as far as legendary or masterpiece or vault,
3: mm-hmm.
0: uh, because I mean, probably um, if we were to do a bundle of both, the first one, the second one, mm. uh, probably that in. Uh, in legendary or, or the vault uh both of them but just the first one yeah very good and um flair of iconic but that's that's
1: uh just, we really need to clarify our, our so we need to get a, a, on the website and have like a, a tier and explain the, explain the the because we've got good bad and just plain standard then we've got legendary masterpiece vault <laughs> we've got so many now so i figure out who's who um i'm gonna call it legendary this is yeah. a big. This is a big film, um, and it's an important film. I think. I think it's a very 1984 is possibly the best year for movies.
2: Uh, they do say that.
1: 84 had a lot of big hitters, right? And Ghostbusters, the original one. The, my point is that if I can sit and watch that with somebody that's never seen it before, and then both of us are laughing at this and enjoying it like that was a great we had a great night watching the original ghostbusters the it was good
2: us. it was yeah
1: and if a film can create that because we sat and watched films that are rubbish or even films that are just okay um yeah. and have nothing but that was a good evening and that was in part because of ghostbusters and yeah. for that reason i will call it legendary
2: yeah
1: yeah good. well
0: i'll do an immediate retcon and also put it in legend.
1: <laughs> <laughs> too, No, because legendary. it's actually
0: it actually uh created something that was never there and it is still discussed and loved and rebooted and with hate or not yeah, uh, yeah. 40 years that well 30 uh, 30 yeah. years yeah, yeah yeah so that's quite an achievement yeah. so um yeah somewhere uh in the legendary
1: we'll figure out our <laughs> ratings and come up with something <laughs> for the legendary masterpiece is legendary and masterpiece the same thing no mas- think?
0: masterpiece is no what was it uh I don't remember. I don't remember. I know either. that the vault is the those that are so uh,
1: vaults. Important vault to you. are treasured memories. They are treasured for your own reason as well as being great.
2: I think. I think. Uh, legendary is something that is like a classic, but it's like something that like a legend. Like you think about it, and it it it's like done something bigger than the, just the film.
1: I think if that was um, asked, if but
2: masterpiece is like kind of it's so beautiful, and it's all I think also a little bit more personal than legendary. yeah
1: maybe masterpiece became the vault who knows i don't know well we, vault
2: is personal in the, in the sense of like it doesn't matter about other people it's just like your own thing yeah well,
1: that's true maybe that's the case
0: so while you we are on the talking about the vault uh i'll add empire records to the vault cool so definitely uh, yeah so as we are. Uh, We'll record that before the end of the month. That will be another incursion
2: mm-hmm.
3: into,
0: the, uh, into the vault. Mm-hmm. We uh. because we only had uh, because when we have guests, we don't do them. But we only had so far: um, Dead Poet Society, mine first, then um, a Chicken Run for Adam, and that? the Neverending Story that we did. And right, Nick, I'm yeah. adding so next uh, episode not tomorrow because we have a guest, but uh, next uh, Ghostbusters we'll add a new uh, film in the vault cool. mm-hmm. uh, yes uh, yeah yeah and um uh, yeah so as i was uh saying to you guys on messenger i just i just uh added uh as my personal uh budget uh three displays a month
1: these lovely things behind yes. us yes yes
0: yes i i was really annoyed as i I'll keep repeating it by their <laughs> by their coupon voucher nope. policy by my
1: yeah. sponsorship,
0: uh, <laughs> but I <laughs> still uh get them. Uh, I just make sure that I have the thirty uh, percent uh discount every oh, time now.
1: that's <laughs> no, not a bad idea, yeah uh,
0: instead of seventeen, which was the what my beef was because well anyway, um yeah, so we're uh, oh, we're, yeah, that was the issue was when I ordered. I discovered uh, the website, right? And uh, the they have on their website, when you get in there, up uh, until uh, in, the, in the next two days, the, the, that discount of uh, 15 will just uh, be discontinued to order now. And I ordered one and uh, I was a bit... Um, yeah, I went on a, on a shopping spree there. <laughs> so basically, if I waited on you about the other discount codes i could have had like a more uh nine nine more oh, for the, for the mm-hmm. same price oh yeah. So okay. why
1: I, I was a bit annoyed It's oh, a kick in the stones <laughs>
2: that's not great is that's it? A,
1: that's a proton proton beam
0: yeah yeah there, to the trap the
1: um the streams were crossed the extremes uh, were crossed and you never <laughs> <laughs> you re- reduced your race onto a minute, minute uh nuclear let no was it uh what was the? What did he say? It's like it's not subnuclear. It's like m- molecular. That's the word I'm looking for. You reduce your rays to a m- m- molecular m- molecular level. Before we go, yeah. we have got a huge announcement. Do we? Yeah,
2: I'm pregnant. Yeah,
1: <laughs> stay date. If you aren't, it's definitely not mine. <laughs> Take that out. Uh, that's not staying in. Um, probably is. No, we hit ten thousand. Oh, we listens. did! Yeah, ten thousand listens. Yeah. yeah, woohoo!
3: Very exciting.
1: Cannot believe it. You, uh, under a year, ten thousand. That's really not bad for just a movie, a little movie podcast. Yeah, produced by the three of us.
0: An hour of content minimum every time. So yeah, it's quite a long uh, time to stay with some random people.
1: Did I you? know. Thank you very much. <laughs> to all guys. we used <laughs> um, watched, listened, and commented, especially on the YouTube. There are several a big shout out to the two hundred sixty-four people that watched the the audio version of "Call Me by Your Name" on YouTube. That's a special kind of. That's amazing. That's a really special kind of lesson yeah. out there as well. That's really. cool. Um, it's
2: quite a controversial film, I think. It's I know. becoming so. It's a that's good episode as
1: well. I've I enjoyed that. Um, but yeah, it's kind of it's kind of surprising. We're at ten thousand. I mean, I know I said a hundred episode, a hundred for the releasing the the test episode, but. Maybe we could release the first 20 minutes or something like that. Oh,
2: God, I'm so embarrassed. Of the
1: test. Who knows? <laughs> we'll have a look. We'll think about it. We should definitely try and do something to celebrate 10,000, even if it's just Me. the three of us and let people know that we're celebrating 10,000. But We
2: do have some champagne.
1: We do, which we never open. Every time we're like, oh, let's open it, we don't.
2: Yeah, we're like, let's wait till let's wait. <laughs> we'll to wait 500, till the next one. let's wait till
1: 1,000, let's wait till... Now 1, we're at 10,000, Like, right, the next milestone would be 50,000, that's a long way. away.
0: <laughs> well, I, I wanted to have us, uh, because you would wonder, okay, we had like uh, more than 2,000 uh, views on the wine episode, so maybe that's the wine uh, that does things. So I was thinking maybe we could, and it's summer also uh, have a bottle of rosé for each uh, coming episode, I don't know. Oh, oh
2: yes that sounds great, great. yeah yeah <laughs> i'm up for that That's
1: very good yeah the wine episode did incredibly well <laughs> <Yeah>. incredibly well <laughs> I
3: was, I was to be drunk. fair
1: i know that the two and a half thousand people that have watched that have not watched the full three hour which is fine but they have tuned in for an expensive piece of time which is i count that that yeah, that's fine we yeah were,
2: it was kind of drunken anyway it was great fun <laughs> great fun Very If you haven't wine.
1: seen that episode the full version is available on our facebook page um and an edited version i believe is on the youtube right
0: um or is it the this, whole thing this one went live for everyone so it's everywhere it's everywhere so it, it was even on um uh, twitter um but god s- yes it was since then now if you go on once uh, that's my mother's blog Yes, definitely uh, check that out. Every Sunday, get new insight into uh, how it came to be that whole vineyard from completely abandoned, fifty years without any wine made there, to what it is today—a full-functioning yeah. uh,
1: wine-making uh, place
0: in yeah. Provence. <laughs> awesome!
2: It's
1: really
0: nice wine
2: as well.
1: Well, here to ten thousand more. Yes, upwards and onwards. I'll put
0: yes. it on yes. uh, we, yeah, we do something for 10,000. Should we also do something on the 19th of August? That's the anniversary date.
1: The 19th of August, we should absolutely do something. <laughs> oh, I suggest yeah. we do another Edgar Wright movie. I suggest we go through the catalogue. Because we did Shaun of the Dead because of Halloween. Um so around that point we should release but we might do something else special with that cool
2: Um, we can discuss this offline and
1: we'll have the three posters next week yeah Uh, oh we go yes yes yes
0: uh, Um, odd files and stuff
2: we'll let you guys know what we decide
0: yeah yeah and I'll try again for the another time to have the credits now it should be fingers crossed (laughs) fingers crossed fingers crossed Yeah, because I, I, I actually, if I check the, at the last second, it should be working. So, um, thank you again for listening, for watching, for everything. Yeah, yeah. and
3: uh, we were Adam, Anuk, and Jan. Bye bye. Bye guys. guys.